Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Another chance for Sunderland to clear. Larson is bringing this out through the center, veering towards the right, plays it to... Johnson who lifts one over the top for Barini to chase. Company's on his shoulder. He's made a mistake and Barini's through. Get it, Barini! Fabio Barini in the ninth minute. Great ball through to him on the right side of the penalty area. Held off company and sinks it under Pantilimon. Manchester City nil, Sunderland one. Credit to the BBC for giving us that little clip of Barini at the beginning there. Um, just to balance things out, we will be doing the end of the life of the Sun FM this week as well. So everybody's happy there. We're not upsetting anybody, are we? Don't, 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 don't care. <laughs> well, to start the show, Gareth promised us he was going to do the, uh, his his best Jim White impression of the transfer window slamming shot. I didn't. Greg, didn't. didn't he? I, he was I, doing I it. It was great before the show started, wasn't yeah. it? Heard rumours. Yeah. Heard rumours. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do an impression of Jim White. Well, I saw some stats on Sky Sports. Sky Sports. Well, it was Sky, Sky Sports when Jim's on board. That's the way Mark Lawrence would say it, isn't it? I will. Imagine him on transfer deadline <laughs> day, just indifferent, <laughs> just, just cynicism and indifference. He'd just be like, Ugh. a bit like yourself. Right, it would, it would yeah. be a bit like it, but more a bit camper and Lancashire. Yeah. Exactly. Gareth definitely had a good Jim White stat as compared with. Stephen, you know, just going through that, you know, football manager tie-in they've got going on, oh, right, which okay, is yeah, really dreadful. Awful, isn't it? It's one of the worst it's things that's ever happened. Turned football even more into a computer game than yeah. it already was. But the way they bill it, they go like, oh, there's, we've got detailed stats, over 250 <laughs> stats on every player in the world, most detailed. It's like it's, a, it's somebody who just goes to watch somebody and then decides how good they are. It's totally arbitrary. It's like one yeah. person. It's not like some sort of... Study what an that's interesting been done, like a scientific thing. It's, it's all right. I mean, I haven't got around. Well, I was going to say, I haven't got around. I was going to say as well, and I was part of the conversation. This is the first time I was ever going to introduce Gary as being the quiet one. Because, uh, everybody knows Gary Foster, obviously, formerly of the uh, Shields Gazette. Uh, that's right, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was questioning oh, myself so? there, yeah. Uh, if not, they haven't paid me for a while. <laughs> uh, he might give us some insight into today's show about how hard it could be, um, how hard it is in the written press around the transfer deadline, because I know a couple of journalists sort of got criticised yesterday, but everything moves so fast, so we'll get into that a little bit. Craig Clark, you've probably worked out is here as well. He'll find something to mourn about, I'm sure. Something. There's always plenty to mourn about. Yeah. Yeah. I should have pluralised that, shouldn't I? In <laughs> fairness, though, it's hard to be that positive about a club that oh, are perennially gone. in a relegation <laughs> battle. <laughs> Only one place to start, I think. We are going to speak about the Villa game, but as it's you know the transfer deadline day now, it's just slammed shut, as Jim White would say. <laughs> we'll speak about our signings. Obvious one place to start, isn't there? I would have thought so. We've already played the clip, haven't we? So. Mm. Thoughts on it initially? 
Good signing, I think. Um, it depends on where he's going to play him. That's the uh, question, isn't it? It's, it's the big question. I mean, did, did, let's face it, anybody see before the start of the season, he might decide to play Jermaine Defoe wide on the left, because I didn't. It's uh, So is he going to use Fabio through the middle and keep Defoe out, or is he going to use somebody else and put Fabio left, lens right, or, or, or whatever combination he's decided to come up with? But he said Defoe won't ever play central striker again under him. So... Well, that's Does that. that mean that's that then, seems, isn't yeah. It? <laughs> it seems like he's drawn so, a line G- under that. Jermaine's looking for a move in January. <laughs> well, you know, we were saying hopefully he's embracing opposition, but it does suggest that. I mean, like I say, we'd get to the Aston Villa game, Craig. But I was watching that game thinking we're a centre forward who can haul the ball up away from being a decent team, eh? But especially mm. when Tyvelin came on, which we'll get to later as well, because the shape of the side looked good. I thought. Um, I know that some people have reported perhaps he wasn't first choice and we weren't his first choice and all that stuff. We can't question his work rate and effort when he plays no. for us. Would you question him being up front? Because we, <clears throat> if you remember back when Poit was here and he was playing him on the left, we were all sort of asking Poit to put him through the middle, weren't we? Yeah, but there was obviously a reason he didn't. Yeah. However, thinking back... He played out the door, though. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah... <laughs> Not sure what to say about that. Really, it's, it's bemusing. Yeah. Get off out the door and get back on a Barini. He's played. He must have surely played through the middle in a sort of four-three-three for Swansea in the Championship. Maybe. I mean, I couldn't tell you how he yeah. played when he, he played went there through for the long. archive, shouldn't we? When we got him on loan the first time, but, when we spoke yeah. I mean, but then we made this argument, well, a point, and have made this point about another ex-Swansea striker who currently fulfils the loan striker role for Sunderland and is. Obviously not very good. I was going to say, I so. don't use the word fulfills there. <laughs> <laughs> but he stands around, yeah, yeah. runs about a bit, he's, he's falls a bit over like, the ball. He's a bit like my old school report when it came to physics. You know, you know Gary tries very hard, I think. <laughs> Same for Danny Graham. He's got a worse first mm. touch than God knows what. <laughs> but bizarrely, it did work for him in a footballing team like Swansea for a little while anyway. I know you can't look at like one season in isolation, but then again... It'll be younger then, though, I think. Uh, a lot of it's down to his... I don't think he's and a naturally fit person, no, is he? And the older he gets, you know, the worse he's And obviously a lot of and, and, harder and worker than that. And a bit of an unknown, I would suggest. Uh, uh, you know, Swansea came through, not a lot of people knew mm. about... Uh, I sound a bit like Silla Black, I don't know. <laughs> um, not a lot of people knew about um, Swansea and sort of heads were turned when they came up and started playing this brand of football. And I think you always have that they always say don't you have that first season syndrome it's about whether you can go and do it next year when everybody knows how you play mm. and where you're going to turn and what, what your touch is like and stuff like that he was about to get a cup final uh, winner's medal mm. for Swansea Graham and he, he Graham. sort of put that to one yeah. side to sign yeah. for us didn't he getting back to Barini uh, though I mean <laughs> the outside left position or the sort of front left position where, where he played under Poyet that seems like a, a logical thing because of the work he does coming back where we've seen Van Arnott exposed time and time again he would offer that but then it's just moving one problem it's just shifting a problem about isn't it so it becomes apart and then you say well he's already said to four can't play up front so who goes up there does he, does he stay too, does it? he stay with um, Graham so do, yeah, <laughs> should, should, should he put Jermaine Defoe who's got goals this season on the bench and play Barini and Lenz mm. And then stick with Danny That's Graham, it. who hasn't got any goals. That's a question, really. though, isn't it? This, um, is a, this is a dilemma, and I don't think anybody could sort of say. He's going to play Barini to the middle. I'll, I'll say. Go I'll on, say then. he's going to just take out Graham, stroke Fletcher, depending on which half of the match it is, because yeah. that's what happens at the moment. 
Um, and then put Barini there and keep Defoe there. I think he will as well. Um, I think so. Do you think they're fit it's... enough to play a half each, right, lads? Yeah. <laughs> Go out there and give us 45, will you? They're only crap enough to play a half each. I mean, do you, I mean, again, we've we've talked about the kind of strike that we need. You know, we all know this kind of forward, tall, physical, quick, will hold it, intelligent, what, whatever, right. We're not asking for much of yeah. <laughs> If we could find one of those, which we obviously had been trying because it had been linked to Haller, who was that type of player, but mm. apparently but apparently there were other reports saying Advocat thought he was a little bit immature maybe to take that on um, at this stage of his career. And then you've got... Um, but, it, you know, and he might be one for, he might you, be one for you next You never summer. know, his, his football manager stats might not exactly, have been exactly. that great on Jim White's graphic, you know what I mean? That, I think Should have phoned Jim and just... Really the, Jim, any chance you can let us know? That's really the, the barometer <laughs> now, isn't it? But, um, and, and the other one was... Uh, was it Ramos from... Uh, yeah, another player I another, don't know, yeah, don't about, know really. about. But he, he is that... He looks that way. He looks that kind of player. Um and they didn't get them, and then they've, end, they've ended up in a situation where Barini's been available and willing to come this time, and they've taken him. So and Congan seemed. I haven't got. I mean, I haven't got a problem with Barini playing no, through the middle no. because what we, when we talk about the, that kind of player that we look for, that's going to drop deep. You know, we saw a little bit in the. I know it was a cup tie against Exeter, and yeah, it's against Exeter. But what more offered something different? So he wasn't coming deep for the ball. He was trying to stretch teams by going in behind. What you're going to get as well is the real problem we're going to come on to talk about this later when we talk about the Villa game is defending as a unit and defending from the front. My argument was with, with Liverpool, they never really gave Barini a chance. When he did play, he did play through the middle. Mm. But they never really... I mean, I was saying in the car on the way over, if he gives a, chan- a choice, who do I want up front out of? Lambert, Origi, Ings, Barini and Balotelli, I'd pick... Barini every time out of those five players to be honest that's pulling not so sure yeah. I just I, come I ahead of Lambert like for Sunderland I think Lambert would be a better fit I think it's a toss up between Ings and Barini Ings I, yeah, but I, that's what I mean I can't tell you God. enough about whether he's one of the most overrated players I've ever seen I but, think, yeah. you, but you, you, we're basing a lot of Barini being a good player on one season in a no, strong, but, struggling but, but, Sunderland but you season you look at a footballer but you're looking at a footballer and how he how he moves how he's his technical ability. Yeah, but my point is, I haven't seen enough of Danny Ings to say whether he moves differently. Well, I've seen Danny Ings, and he can run in straight lines, and he, he turns like a ship. So you know, good luck with him. He's fast, um, and that's about it. It's different though because they're expecting him not to start every week. They've got like Benteke and yeah. Sturridge to come back. Like it's a different. You're asking Ings if he <clears> plays for them to do something different to what we want Barini to do for us. No, no, but anyway, Any, uh, that's beside the, the point. Anyway. anyway, but if I, if I had the choice, I'd go with him. And the reason, one of the reasons why, is because rather than looking at what a player doesn't do, which are the things that a lot of people want in a in a forward for Sunderland, let's look at the things that he can do. And what he'll give you is energy. You you defend from the front. You put pressure on centre backs. Um, you work hard. Um, you know we've seen he can finish um, at Sunderland, um, and his, his movement is actually really good. Yeah, it is. His movement is excellent. Nick's excellent. I'm ones. not knocking him. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm, ju- I'm just stating the point. I'm just stating just the think, things that I well, think are positive about him, rather yeah. than focus on that he's not this big centre forward who's going to drop deep and hold it. I'm trying to look at if he does play up front, the kind of game he's going to play in that role. And I'd rather personally try him through there than stick him on the left and put Graham or Fletcher up front or put Defoe up front because said it last week, 
about Watmore, maybe I was, was getting slightly ahead of myself saying give Watmore a start, but at the same time, every time you go back to Graham and Fletcher, we see exactly what they do and what they're capable of, and this is all they are capable of, and you're not getting anything. You're not getting anything. They're getting substituted at half time when one starts, the other one comes on at half time because it's so dreadful. Like what? it's not. It's not. Like it's got to a critical point now. That is not. If you're using your substitutions at half time, because someone's crap. Yeah, well, over and over again. Yeah, you're wasting it, yeah, aren't you? Because while I wouldn't disagree with what you said there about Barini and playing him through the middle, you've then got to remember. It was not wanting to sound like Victor Melder, but you then got to remember that this is Sunderland. <laughs> so for the first five games, what we'll do is we'll play Barini through the middle and, and still play it, it like it's Aye. Fletcher and Graham Aye. in there. So that, that's the biggest problem you've mm. always got with Sunderland is it's great bringing these players in, and you know fingers crossed I hope it works and I'll be over the moon if it does. But then we've got to get into our system that, right, we're still playing that formation, but it's not that kind of striker anymore, so we've got to adapt our game. That would be my biggest, my biggest worry. Can we sometimes just enjoy it like a fan? Because it's similar to the default situation no. a little bit, isn't it? No, because what I mean is, can we just enjoy it? Somebody who came back and he was, he was a success, he scored at Wembley for us, he scored against Newcastle twice for us. Um, he was somebody who try to give his all every game, and it is it does excite you on a level, doesn't it? Oh, of course, and it's it almost does. like the four when people sort of have been criticising us for saying that the four was a wrong sign and stuff because of the goals he scores for us. Now, when De- when the four has left us in, in a few years' time, you look back, and I'll probably appreciate. Well, I, I definitely will appreciate De- Jermaine De Four, for example, as a Sunderland player because the goals he scored kept us up. And I will, if you can just, you know, if you can separate the two things. And almost it's like having football or CDs, it, where you're thinking about systems all the time and who fits <clears> where. And if you can sort of detach yourself from that as a fan and just embrace the signing, or am I just trying to convince myself here? Well, <laughs> you, but you, you've been right to, to question yeah, the Defoe signing, oh, and now we are lumbered with a player on a lot of money, like we are lumbered with other players on a lot of money who've maybe meant, instead of signing Barini and another striker Thanks. we want and having a complete front three, mm. we're going to have three central strikers, one of them lumped on the wing, and two probably on the bench who were probably accumulating upward, going up towards 200 grand a week of wages, and that is obscene. What if you, I mean, if you look back into January as well and say, well, if you signed the striker we need now then, then when you sign Barini this time, it's like, oh, no brilliant, Barini's going to play from the yeah. left and we've got this striker. The problem the problem is that dynamic, and you look at the, the front three they've got, and the question marks are over... You know the pre- de- defensive protection now. Lens should be somebody who is comfortable with that from a wide position. Um, Barini will give you that in the left. Defoe, if he's going to play there, has to learn that he needs to do that, and th- that's the problem. I mean, Defoe is the <laughs> Defoe is the piece of the jigsaw that won't fit, um, and it causes it's the that's the problem. He's the only person who's playing out of position in the team at the moment, really, isn't he? If you look at well, the whole in team. terms of where you, you would expect them to play. Yeah. Yeah. The last couple of home games, he's shown, he showed signs or yeah, flashes no, I like, that, that, I, that I, he I can think, adapt to, yeah, I think. I think he can, yeah, but if we, I mean, if we want to move on to Saturday from here, no, I'm, I'm sure we'll go and talk about D'Edlin later, maybe, but if we want to move on to Saturday from here and look at the dynamic of the front three, I was pulling my hair out about Defoe and Lens, to be honest, all the way through the game. And if I was advocate after the game, I think I might have throttled a pair of them because... The attitude through the whole game was shocking. Like Lens, ah, he scored, and on match of the day, every, everyone went, "Oh yeah, great!" You know those signings have made, you know, a difference. And all difference. That. Yeah, yeah, great. He, he did score a goal, and like that's brilliant. But his his work rate was absolutely disgusting. Like I was pulling my hair out. There's one in the first half. 
We, he gave away a free kick, and he was a one-man wall, and honestly, it was, like, I, cu- I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, and when, with the cross came yeah. in, he just, like, went, I mean, like, oh, hung a leg out like that, and I was embarrassed yeah. for him. I mean, obviously, not excusing that, but playing devil's advocate, I have to wonder whether... He was fully fit. Right. Maybe, he, was maybe he wasn't goal. fully fit. Maybe he wasn't. Uh, That's uh, what and, I was trying to say and, myself. But and what I've seen of him so far, I wouldn't see in any of the other games. I don't think I've thought he's not really trying or he's not putting mm, the shift no, in. Maybe not. No. I, so, I, I, that was what I'd be wondering about him. Well, the last game, thought, yeah, I, I don't think he's great there either. Maybe he's a bit of a homer. You mm. do get players who just can't perform away from home. I mean, ideally, it depends if he's been at better teams as well. Because the idea is, your front three, you shouldn't have to have them doing the defensive work that our players do. If you have better central midfielders, for example, and you can push the the shape of the side forward. Um, <clears> for example, Jimmy and four last year, because of the effort he was having to put in, he was like playing like a left back. Mm. Now you wouldn't if he was doing the same role for a better club than us. He wouldn't be back there, would he? No, because no. the shape uh, of the side would be better, and perhaps Lenz just needs to adjust to that a little bit. Why he needs to understand, he needs to work. No, a I'm not. Bit uh, yeah. back. I'm not saying I don't think he's a good player. I think he is a, a good player from what I've seen. Um, but I'm not going to like excuse that because of because of that. I think it's it's part of it, and the problems we've got a full back at the moment, and you know Billy Jones and and have been singled out as individuals of performing poorly in games, and that's fine because they have at times. But, but it's a collective effort defending, and it's not their duty to defend on one side. And if those two players have been given the instructions to do certain things, like Defoe on the other hand, all the time he's just want every time a centre back gets the ball, he's like trying to get on the shoulder of the defender and try and get in behind. Sorry, but it's quite as an O'Shea. It's not Pelo. They're not going to be able to play a 70-yard pass and get you clean through on goal every time, Jermaine. It's not going to happen. But, you're going to have to but, think about what you're doing, think about the way you're playing, and every time he doesn't get it, he's like, oh, stropping away. But he's a 32-year-old who's played one way for the best part Tough. of... Yeah, like, but you can't, But players Drop it at the championship but, or get on with it. But he, but he's earning £70,000 a week at a Premier League club, and, and he can get on reason. with doing what he's currently doing and pick up a massive wage... And he's got no incentive to change his game. Like, yeah. and I don't blame him I in a way. Nothing has been signs of. It's not an excuse. Do you think there's been signs of him trying to change his game? Because against well, Swansea, he's worked yeah. hard. Against Swansea, at times. Yeah, no, he has. He has at times. But I'm just talking about this game in isolation. And you can't. You can't afford when you when you've got a player <laughs> in your team who's getting who's got that who's in taking that much of your wages basically to be in there. If he doesn't want to do but it, that's not his fault specifically. It is, but it, well, it is partially his fault. But you, this is what you're going to have to accept with him. If he's going to play in that role, you're going to get one week he's on it, one week he's not, and that's just the way it's going to be. He's not going to be because it's not a it? position that he's comfortable with. Well, I, I can accept. I can accept if somebody has a bad game, but I'm not, I'm not willing to accept that somebody's like an attitude on a pitch. I'm not, I'm not willing to accept that, that, that that's okay because of reasons that it's he should be expecting better because he's played at a certain level in his career and, and all this kind of thing. I don't think that's ex- an acceptable I don't, well, excuse. I, I don't think it's an acceptable excuse for him not trying, but I certainly understand where Craig's come from in seeing that it's not a role he's used to. He's been used to having better players around him and playing a system that suits him completely. I mean, it, it, to, to sort of flip it around a little bit, Roy Keane always struggled as a manager with having players that were worse than what he played with and worse than him, which is why he bought three teams and couldn't accept that you know couldn't accept that Dean Whitehead was virtually just a water carrier. And, and you know, and I think when these players have sort of come up and had that sort of quality around them and played in England teams or obviously Republic Ireland for Keane, 
it must be difficult when you're that used to getting the ball put into your feet for you to run and score, and you make the run and you turn around and you, Where, where's, the, where's the ball, where's the ball? And it, it, it's like miles away from you. Like, who's past that? Well, when it lands at your feet, yeah, you've uh, got to control well, it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you miscontrol the call, but the, the argument is that he's, he's been asked at a very old age, and I know he's well paid for it. But it's like somebody, I don't know, somebody coming up to me and saying, right, I want you to start working in IT. Well, I know it's, not, it's not really, well, is well, it? Uh, well, OK, well, then no, let's but, flip but, it and say, would you be as... What if they suddenly stuck, I don't know, Van Arnold at right-back and he got absolutely torn to shreds every week? Would you be forgiven of it because he's not a right-back? Because it's essentially the same I, no, kind no, of I thing. I don't think it is. Well, I think it very much is. You're going no, from a player who plays no, on no, the, the difference is The I difference is that, the difference is that now... In. No, the difference is now that in, in football that you still play with full-backs. We don't play two up front anymore, so... But that's not his fault. He didn't ask but he know, for this. But he knows that. Like, is he an idiot? Like, well, no, he's just... Yeah. He's a type of footballer who's played a certain way for 16 years and... He's well, being asked to do something else, and, and, and he's suppose, doing his best. I don't suppose when he signed, they said, "Mind, Jermaine, we might want you to go out and play a left wing. Is that still all right?" Well, what did they say to him when he signed? Well, 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 well never know. We're, we're, well, we're, we're, I'm guessing he's still playing. Well, yes, because Poyet came out and said that. Poyet said, "I'm going to play two up front. I'm going to find a way." He said, "You can only play Jermaine with two up front," and that's what he said on the very first press conference because I was there. That one, he was saying that we we we've been working on some systems. The old football cliche goes it wasn't quite like it said in the brochure I don't think for well, Jermaine yeah. I'm prepared but I, this is a great day. I could have sat and listened to his debate that for ages that was good that actually but um, I'm prepared to forgive him just because sort of give me a little bit more no, I'm time not, I'm not just saying, because of the, the I'm not saying that Swans he can't. He, my frustration is that I believe that he can do it that's mm. my point like yeah. I'm not saying he's okay, not capable of. Yeah. My frustration is that he can yeah. do it if he do you applies think himself. Scoring four goals in one week's made him a little bit too eager to stay in a, in a, in a forward Maybe. position, perhaps. But it's fine. It's it's As fine. It's yeah. yeah. a goal yeah. score. He's got yeah. four. Yeah. So he starts thinking, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm not, on a roll here. And I'm not saying that's right. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm not. I'm no, not for one second disagreeing with Gareth about he shouldn't be, you know, busting his balls. Subconsciously, he's been thinking. I'm on a roll here. I'm on a score and run. I'm going to hang around. I agree with you. It isn't an excuse for him I'm just saying I can see why it's happening whether that's right or wrong kind of doesn't matter it happens to players you see them play in positions they're not comfortable with and it never works we've seen it with other Sunderland players well on the flip side though the four goals he scored were all scored playing from the left very true But but that's what he was good at playing off the shoulder on the left hand side not coming back yeah and covering and we have got, a, I agree, we have got a massive problem defensively as a unit. I was thinking um, to Sam Allardyce, sort of jokingly saying, well, they never played like that for me, about Cresswell and Jenkinson. Now, in the summer, if you'd said sign Jenkinson and Cresswell, you'd think, yeah. brilliant pair of signings yeah. there. But playing this system, they'd be getting tortured as much as the two yeah. lads we have. The amount of times Aston Villa doubled up on those full-backs and just waltzed past them was frightening. And if that, and any manager is going to look at that and course, go, yeah. just... just Every time that's your homework done, isn't it? It's not. It's not a difficult system. It uh, that as well it makes me think why Gus Poyet was such a defensive manager. Well, and you go back to one nil. Well, yeah, and it's a different set of players slightly each time, but this set of players are not quick enough to play on the front foot. Catamol is getting found out by the week. It's not just 
people are saying, oh, he's got his new contract, he doesn't care. Don't no, buy that for one minute. No, he's frustrated. No. He's he, confused. Yeah, he doesn't I'm know how to play he's, 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 this he's, game. He, you can tell that he's frustrated and not that he doesn't give him monkeys because exactly. that's why he's going around kicking people because yeah. he, he, he's not doing what he wants to do and it's not coming off from him and he's not playing well and that's when he starts losing his temper. That's when he starts getting red. That's and, when he starts and, getting yellow. And Jan and, and Veer, of course, has came in and added that little bit of quality as well. Mm. And suddenly somebody playing alongside you was better than you. And he's quicker and on and the transition can't well. sort of keep up with that then it's it's probably exposing him a little bit Catamull's got it? quite slow feet someone said that to me in the, in the right he's, yeah. he's, he can pick a pass out right and he was doing it for Poyet as a very deep lying player and, and he had acres of space and time the way that Sunderland are trying to play at the moment it's too quick it's, for him he's, 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 he's out of his depth his yeah it's not going to work quickly, yeah. he's going to have to learn quick or he's, he's out I think, I think you know Catamull I think we're all, you know, big fans Which of Callum. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, like, it's there's pressures on him now, isn't it? Yeah, and he's struggling. You, you'd think, you'd, you would know, you I'm not, I'm not saying he's not, three, I'm not yeah. saying he's not capable of, of doing it. I think he's the kind of person if he was dropped, I think it might help him. If he was, mm. if he's dropped, and it gives him that. Mm. I'm not saying he needs no needs to the backside, but I think he he'd be he's the kind of person who'd be desperate to prove. And I think he'd come, you know. I think I feel as though at the moment that if he did take him out and went with Rodwell, Toivonen, and and then Via, then I think problematic. Couldn't really argue with it. Rodwell is another one with slow feet. I, I quite like Rodwell when he's playing well, which obviously is quite infrequently. But his feet are quite slow. That's his one problem. He doesn't ever look fully in control of the ball. It takes him a while to get it out of his feet. I think it's more confidence with him as well, yeah. though. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, would, if, would you put Karim on your three now, if you had a choice? It's tough. Or would you leave Rodwell? We'll get, I, on, I, a, we'll get on a Toivonen a little bit. I think Rodwell, Toivonen and, 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 and Via out of the three, yeah. are based on form and how and, the and shape how playing of that, the system how that the shape works. I don't think it suits Cats. Which, I, yeah, I, which, I mean, which is not nice to see because no, no. he's, he's a driving yeah. force on the pitch. You know, mm -hmm. he's a leader on the pitch. Which but at is the moment he isn't, is he? Well, no, no, no. Like you say, so... I mean, Jan Amvia is, at the minute, He's 80% of the reason why I'm suddenly thinking someone might be all right because he is way better than I anticipated him to be. And that isn't because of his... His past record suggests he's that kind mm. of player, but that just never works out for Sunderland when no, we bring those players in. So I wasn't expecting him to be as good as he is, but it's, mm. it's about time we had somebody with that presence in, in the midfield. Mm. I mean, Key brought it a little bit, didn't he, as well? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
And he brought a touch of quality to the things. But I think yeah. MV's a bit more I'm very, dynamic yeah, than Keane. Yeah, I agree. He's a bit more of a complete all-round midfield player. Um, very impressive, isn't he? I mean, in the one of the main. I mean, even when against <coughs> Norwich, he looked half decent, and he was wasn't even fit. Yeah. Um, and then you look at him every week; he seems to get better. I mean, I, I it's said e- it's easy in it. The somebody game asked me when, when they signed him, like, "Who is he?" And I said, "Well." Can't say I've seen a great deal of, of him, but I, I think I saw him a couple of times in in the France squad in the World Cup and, and so a couple of, and the couple of things I did say I thought, well, how, how are we getting him? But then, like Stephen says, I expected it to be like, all oh, right, it's, it's not quite how he was when he was in France. It's uh, but you know, I've I've got nothing but praise for the lad. I think he's been breath of fresh air since he came and in, and, and he's think, getting better with the, by you, the game. I, did, I mean, I'm touching wood here in the studio. <laughs> I'm, I'm mm. right. I'm just giving the air comment Because if you think about, we've banged on loads and loads since we've let Jordan Henderson go here. If you think about some of the midfielders who've come in to replace him, like Gardner and, and Vaughan, and, and Larson, and, and <laughs> he, he's a touch up of all those, isn't he? And that's the yeah, most important yeah. place on the pitch. And I know Gareth's mentioned about lenses. His application probably wasn't at the desired uh, level, which I, w- I would agree with for, yeah. this, for this game. But again, thinking about it positively from an attacking point of view, he does get himself in the right positions, as, as we saw with the goal. So if we can improve that, keep improving that midfield within Villa, give Catamar Rodwell people like that a chance to compete with each other, as Craig said, and might be what uh, sorry, as Gareth said, it might be what they need, <coughs> taking them out of the team to have the motivation to get back in it, which brings us on to Toivonen, the third one. Um, which I said 80% was in there, the other 20% is Tyvon, and now he's only played half a game, so I'm not going to try and get carried away. It was more than 20% in the car on the way back uh, well, the game, I because, can't be Well, because do you know what, again, the, phys- drinking. The, <laughs> yeah. the physical presence, right, that we've missed in midfield for so long, but for me, his positioning, now I know Craig has reservations about his, his work defensively, you can, you can mention in a minute, but for me, his position in that say in that side in that system pulled the shape of our f- team forward mm. ten yards. And since Martin O'Neill's been here, we haven't had it. And it's almost like you know the way Sigurdsson does it for Swansea. Mm. He's his big presence, and he pulls them forward. He drives them forward because of where he where he sets himself up, where he positions himself. Now I'm judging this on 45 minutes of football. Yeah. So I'm yeah I, I could you know this could make us sound silly in a few weeks, but I was extremely encouraged by his performance. I on mean, Saturday. what I'd say about Tyvonen is that I've seen him play live twice before he came to Sunderland. Okay. Um, I better whisper this bit, but um, when I was at the Gazette, a colleague was often twice I had to do pre-season friendlies covering <laughs> Newcastle games. I did go to confession afterwards and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, so, um, and I saw him play twice against Newcastle, and I thought he looked very good. But I wasn't sure how he would adapt to the Premiership. So I've got to say that I was quite sort of pleasantly surprised when I saw him on. Where did he play when you saw him? Did he play up he, front or in yeah, the Yeah, he, he was more or less up front, oh, yeah, he was more or less a striker for um, I think it was PSV at the time. Um, and he, he he was like a striker or just off the sort of main striker, but like used as a big target right. man, really. Because you speak about Barini, we speak about Barini's runs, don't we? Uh, especially when we saw him from the left up front as well, he, he does make good runs and Tyvenham was getting his head up quickly mm. and trying to move it on very quickly and we saw that with mm. Lenz's yeah. goal well, and if goal, you get that from Barini as well uh, yeah. goal, I mean the challenge is that we see Rodwell when you know when Rodwell's going to have a good game when he wins the challenge is that Tyvenen won for the goal because mm. yeah. far too often Rodwell loses those challenges yeah. all the time 
And he did that on mm. first. He was better in the second mm. half, but first half he kept on. He was just like chasing people around. But that's that's a good sign. Mm. I think somebody who's like he got you know he's with the pace of the game. He's come on come on as a substitute and he's closed mm. down an op- the opposition yeah. in in their half. Won the ball, great ball, the lens, and it was a really good trick inside and, and a, a decent finish on his left foot. Um, after criticising for his defensive work, big deflection work. as well. It mate. was a deflection, yeah. I but he probably meant it, didn't well, I think he? That, well, they, they keep it he probably had the angles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, um, he's got that quality. I but, think uh, we, we've touched on it several times on here about the lack of actual genuine pace in the in the Sunderland mm. squad, and, and that is has improved slightly, I think. But it's not just the pace of the players; it's the pace of the ball. If you take me mean for the, the, the yeah. we never see even under like Poy and Avocat system, both really need quick ball. You know, mm. and get the ball shifted to each yeah. of the feet. Move it slowly, yeah. don't they? Yeah, it's patient passing, but it's got to be moved quickly because that's when the opening comes up, and I that's think... when you. And, and I think that's one of the big problems. And I think, it, it, like you say with Tyvan, he might help in yeah. that, and, and Barini's going to help in that, and hopefully Lenz is going to. And I think it's not just being quick on your feet; it's thinking quick. And it's seeing the pass quick, mm. and like you say, Katz yeah. picks out a great pass. But sometimes it takes him a minute and a half, or twenty seconds, or thirty seconds, or whatever it is, to see that pass, and and then the opportunity's gone. And like, yeah. what would have been a great pass becomes either a bad pass, or it comes, a, or we have to go back to where we start from because we've lost the momentum. And I think that could make a big difference trying to stay positive. I mean, there was, I had reservations about Tyven, and I mean, I'm not going to even say that. I'm, I'm an expert. I'm, I don't. Even, I don't think you've even seen him play. If, if I've seen him play, then I haven't like watched him and gone, "Oh, that was Tyven," and he's just been in the game that I've watched. Yeah. But the concerns, like from what I read, was that we play him up front, mm. and he's slow. He's not fast. No, he's he? not. He's not quick. fast. But and he, he's gonna. He, if he went up front, he'd probably just end up being like, being like a, a Fletcher yeah, or, a, or well, a Graham. But at the same time, <laughs> the, the reports that I read about him said that he likes. The problem we had at Wren mm. was that he was a bit like Bentner for us, where when when things mm-hmm. weren't happening for him, he'd keep he'd come out, mm. he'd drop deep. So that's probably not something that we needed. So I was a bit worried, thinking, yeah. "Oh, he's going to play him up front." And because we're in for De Guzman at the same time, mm. it was like, "Well, I'm not sure about this." But when he came, obviously De Guzman, who you know, still deciding what out was doing last Tuesday. Yeah, he's still still <laughs> thinking about it now. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, if he came in and an advocate said, "Well, I'm going to play him as an attacking midfielder," and that's that, sort of quelled my fears mm. a little bit because then it was like, "Well, let's see what he can do from deep." Yeah. And if he's got, it's only half like Stephen <clears throat> says, but I, I agree with the concept of Stephen saying, and mm. goes back to the point, the discussion we're having about Defoe and Barini and where they're going to play. It's a, it's a, you know, square peg in a square hole, isn't it? It's mm. somebody who we've mm. been looking for in that position. Yeah. He might not be the best player we could find in that position, but he was available and he's someone who's going to give us what we need six out of ten times in that area rather than somebody who's going to give us not what we need shoehorned into that I mean, position. What's the player we yeah. thought we hoped Craig Gardner would be? Yeah, I mean, what I would say. What I would say about the, the time that I watched him against Newcastle when he was playing in front, he gave Newcastle problems all afternoon. Well, my my big but my big thing at the time was like you say he doesn't look the quickest but the way he did play in, in that role again it was like quick thinking yeah, he had put, mm. put himself in the right position exactly. to make himself a, a problem for their defence or 
he saw where his other teammates were and he was there early to get the flick on and, and to cause them problems in that way. So I'm, I'm not saying I want to see him play in that position, but I, I, Pace is missing, but I think he's a very quick thinker and I think that sometimes helps a lot in, you, you the, got, in either you, of those roles. You get the impression he fancies himself a bit as well, don't you? Like his, the way he carries himself, his attitude and... I quite like that. Like I think Advocat said, yeah, Advocat mm-hmm. said, um, you know, he's like he's got like a bit of a nasty streak in him, which is good to hear for because you need I think you need that in the Premier not like to the extent where Newcastle had where they went round for the first twenty five minutes of the Arsenal game trying to like <laughs> kill everyone, yeah. um, but you know uh, uh, getting uh, that balance right. Mitrovic, is that Mitrovic? How come he comes in and he's, he's a character? Catamon's a lunatic. Yeah, the yeah, 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 goes no. out to harm people. Yeah. How does that just banter, isn't it? It's <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Banter, that's all it was. The, the only issue I've got with Tyven, and he, I agree with everything, he, he looked very comfortable on the ball. It's, it's nice to see someone like that. But he is a bit of a striker come midfielder. And if you're playing him to four lens and uh, say Barini away from home, for example, you're virtually playing 4 2 4. The way the fullbacks get forward, you're virtually mm. playing 2 2 6. Like, or two four six, or just two two four because the two fullbacks <laughs> yeah. have gone for a tab or something. You're gonna well, have to rein the fullbacks I've got, in there. I've gone starting to get a bit more sympathy for the fullbacks because they are getting isolated time and again. Um, I mean, I don't really go in for this sort of like looking at stats and stuff. I find it tedious. But well, like, not even well, the full manager, manager ones. No, well, they're just those <laughs> ones, especially when they're about Jim White's blurting. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> like. But like, what do you reckon he's got out of twenty on this? Like, a splurt, splurt, it wouldn't be splurt would it? Because the 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 meter, the reading is the statistics as a whole. So it would just be a an attribute. I think we need to move on, basically. It's just on the top trump card. Splurtage. Was maximum eighteen? I would say. He got excited about Darren Byfield. Byfield moving up Chillingham once, I think. So I mean. If you can splurt over that, you can splurt over excited about nothing happening. There's nothing happening, Jim, but there might be. He's got a great time. We're probably just jealous. I mean, look, he just rocks up two hours at the end, doesn't he? He's just having a great time. Nobody can rock a yellow tie like Jim can. Apparently, some officers around the country are like... Oh, people no. have been going in like like oh, with the yellow no. ties and that See, sort I of thing. I thought there. people were getting fed up. I think fed they are. Oh, no, it's going to tell you what. It's only us miserable. Yeah, probably, yeah. Getting sick of it. All these other people are thinking. the shark and everybody else next, is starting to realise. Next, next, year, so. next year, the clock is going to be sponsored by YouTube and then they're just going to put good videos up of everybody and we're just going to want to sign them all. Darren Byfield. The reporter who was at Bournemouth this morning was talking like the Bournemouth chairman or something outside and he was like, oh, um, it's a very uh, special day, isn't it, the day, the deadline day, but it's even what? more special now you're in the Premier League, isn't oh. it? It's like, what does that even mean? Like, what are you but, talking uh, about? I mean, to be God. fair to Bournemouth, and I'm not going to go to me because I've done tremendously well, but they've really embraced Sky. I mean, they've had Jim White down for dinner and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jim White's been on a motorboat to get there. And now it's like every time, every time, the, every time the chairman turns up, it's like Jim's favourite old. He's a good friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, but why is Jim White turning up to Bournemouth and they're embracing him? Like, I don't know. Uh, well, they're they showing Enjoying the moment. Aren't yeah. you? Well, why him? Why are they not getting someone nice sent to them, like some ex-legend? Not like well, this Burke, hey. Merson or something. Well, Redknapp, well, that'll, Red do. Nap, that'll yeah. do. Red Nap. yeah, he's the yeah. bomb for legend. Yeah. He yeah. You know, Casca- and Cascarino is like on the thing. Yeah. I just, I just keep on thinking like liar. <laughs> liar. <laughs> like what would happen if he tried to sign for somebody on deadline day? Would be like you. Want- 
You're not Irish. There's nothing in here about you being <laughs> Irish. Oh, but that was in the days We've when you only. That, that was in the days when you only needed a postcard from Dublin. Yeah, like right. uh, you know, Andy. Andy yeah, Townsend, is, like, is Gareth got to be careful what he's saying here or not? Is this no, all no, like legit? Never have to be careful what I'm saying. It's yeah. fine. All Nobody right. ever. Li- oh no! Everyone listens to it. Don't know. Doesn't matter. One day you might like explode like Jim White, and then suddenly people are writing ra- through your back catalogue and uh, taking you to the cleaners. Um, so. I'll never. Oh, well, a trip to the cleaners would be great. <laughs> just stay for the record. Trip, just stay for the record. It's just satire totally. It was just satire. Yeah, it was allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, no, but allegedly. I think it's legally oh, okay. proven that <laughs> Tony Cascarino is not from Ireland. Yeah, but didn't he say he was adopted or something? Didn't he afterwards? I think. I don't know, that? he said all sorts of things. Well, well I think we'll right, move yeah. on from we'll Cascarino. He's got Cascarino. literally nothing to do with Sunderland. He was once, <laughs> a, sun- right, he was well. once a Sunderland slayer as well anyway. Didn't he, he was. When we oh, got there relegated. you go. It always when comes back to something uh, negative, doesn't it? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, a few minutes just to finish up, Craig. You, 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 <laughs> you talked about anything over I know, I know. But I just want to, I think it's Bilge. important. We, we, <laughs> we mentioned the, the full-back situation. Um... We've got plenty of right-backs. Well, no, well, this is it now. Because obviously links us back to the to the transfer... Um, signing as well of Yedlin because Jones was you know Van Arnold was kind of alright compared to Jones at the weekend it was coming down Jones' side I thought he was poor for the like I say I don't think it's an individual I problem I, I, I don't think he done, but I don't think Jones done I think you could put you could put bloody side. you know take your pick of the best full backs well, in the world in I'm there sure and I think you don't think he could have done better on the goal or if, you look the, if you look at the shape of the team actually he done a half on a little jump and Villa was coming and Villa was coming right a lot and dropping in and allowing um Allowing uh, Jones to get forward, I don't know. I I couldn't really see the shape. I mean, you were on the other side. I don't know if the I don't know if Kabu was going in and allowing allowing Van Arnold to go. I don't know if that if they were doing that, but it looked a little bit more organised from from a Kabu was good. I thought Kabu was excellent. The yeah. thing it does it for me with Van Arnold, it, it is a defensive unit as a whole that's got a problem. But the thing it does it for me, Van Arnold, is he's the quickest bloating defence that we've got. And yet, sometimes when the bloke goes past him, he's like your mate at five aside. You know, when the, the bloke leaves him behind, and you go to your mate who's like the same size as you, like two <laughs> hours ends, and he's going like, "No, no, I'm not going to get there." And he just puts a little jogging at the end as the ball goes <laughs> in the net. You're thinking, really? Like, if I was as quick as that, I'd be busting the gut to get. But and that, that's what I, I don't don't so much mind him getting caught out of position. I think, like Craig says, that's part of the system we're playing. So it, and. At the same time, your centre offs must know how bad he is or that he's going to go what about. So they have to deal with it after he does it. But I just when he's just jogging back in, you, you know, you're the quickest bloke at that end of the field. You, you should be like, you know, you should be running past people. Put it and he's like running back like your mate does on a Sunday morning. Oh, no, I'm not going to get there. You no, I'm see, all right. You know what but I'm saying? On, obviously on podcast and I'm yeah, doing the action. Yeah, it's all right. I'm, I'm guilty <laughs> of that all I the time. <laughs> I did it before. My lens impression defending my free kick. <laughs> Um, we should like illustrate the pictures and like put them up. Um, or peri- we should periscope a podcast one night. That'd be yeah. good, wouldn't it? Um, but just, uh, yeah. I, but anyway, talk, talk since we're doing a podcast now, and <laughs> let's talk about the things. Um, so when we were talking before about uh, players, you know, looking forward, you could look at um, Van Aanholt last season. You'd probably argue that he was one of the players that did that. Now, the confidence is gone completely, and when he receives the ball, his first touches inside all the time. So if you watch him, like when he used to receive the ball, his touch, first touch was out mm. to to get away to go forward. And now it's in, and then he's on his right foot, and then he gets closed down. And he's like panicking. Um, he's you know if he just relaxes and does yeah. what he was doing when he gets the ball open, open up, and, and you know look look forward because mm-hmm. that's what he, he's good at. That like he was good last season. Like I'm not gonna write like confidence again. Though, I know people like 
have been keen to criticise him this season. That's, that's fine. He has been bad, but I thought he was. I, was, I thought he was one of our best players last season. We really missed him when he wasn't well, in. But we, I mean, we've got what, no, I, yeah, I think he was. But what does that really? I know, I know, I know. Absolute crap last but it season. But that doesn't just because we were bad. As, it, that, that doesn't mean his individual performance weren't very good or no, they didn't contribute. But he, he was, was one of our best players. Well, he wasn't consistent. And he but was and shown. Is he young? Is he young fullback? Is he young defender? I'm not saying that. I'm not sort of looking at things through red and white tinted glasses here, but they see somebody, I'm not silly season today, but somebody did sort of tweet the day about um, Marcus Alonso. And it was never going to happen, but at the same time, I thought he was a more complete defender than what. He had, dodgy, he had a little dodgy spell. He had a little dodgy spell. El Mahamani struggled against El Mahamani went Well, he had a little spell where he, for, like, he sort of. Had a little adaption problem mm. for a, for a month or so, but he did come back and he was he was good I mean, towards we, the end of the season. We signed the right back at the end because we, we need loads yeah. of them. Well, to be well, fair, Matthews is out injured and he. Well, to be fair, having said, I know it like we said, it's the collective thing they're defending, but Exeter had him on toast for all no. three goals. It's got to be said. I mean, the kid supposedly played champion. Well, not supposedly, he has played Champions League, and. It makes you question your recruitment policy. I, was gonna say, yeah, I know it, it's only one game, but like it, Exeter had him on toast. If he was that bad and they had to bring someone else in, then you've got to question the decision oh, to bring yeah? him in in the first place. It's not like it was two years ago. This was this summer. Yeah, It was That's a I mean. matter of months ago. now, so they can turn around and say, oh, it's because he's injured, but... Well, well, are we surprised that they went for the right back in the window and not the left back? Yeah, I am. Well, just Maybe for balance. Maybe was available. Yeah, yeah. yeah I in, mean. in which case, though, I suppose you've got to think, well, you've had the whole window to look at it, and that was what you could come up with on the last day. And I, I don't know. It's, but it's, I just it's, don't it's, think it's, 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 it's who's available. Maybe somebody from Tottenham phoned them and said, look, we were looking to put this kid out on loan. They phoned them today, and yeah, we'll have a look at him. Yeah, we'll have him. And I think a lot of the transfer policy, or lack of it, it's been based around the fact that we couldn't get shot at people. Maybe, well, I agree maybe, with that, maybe he looks in and he sees the potential in Van Arnold, where perhaps Jones is a little bit older and he thinks this is his <coughs> him at his limitations now almost. I've, Van Arnold's got all the things for a modern fullback that you need. I think it'll come good. I think, I think, I think I'm he not will come good. Him. No, 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 balance in the squad. Oh, he's, he's, his criticism of him this season is justified. And it's, no, no, doubt it's, it's just yeah. you need balance. Three right backs in a squad with what eight defenders is just. Not a balanced squad. We've, we've seen how imbalanced it is by looking at how many bad strikers we've got. Now we've got a collection of bad right backs. Well, I'm being a bit harsh. You don't know. The, and it comes back to again, Matthews, you're right. He did have a bad game against Exeter. But there's something wrong with the organisation of that team. We can't defend crosses. We don't defend set pieces well. Catamore was bang out of order with his challenge. It was ridiculous. It was. But the ball's bouncing around in the box for ages before he's even yeah. making the challenge. That's not the first time that's happened this season. And I'm not saying. But anything about like advocate yeah. being in charge, but we mocked Newcastle and John Carver was saying, well, I can't, I can't do anything about being able to defend corners, and we all laughed and said, well, that's your job. Let's well, take advocate's job to sort out the organisation of the team, and at the moment it is not well organised. It's all well and good saying you're going to have attacking intentions, but you can't leave your fullbacks isolated, especially when the confidence is low and they look vulnerable. And, and both of them have looked vulnerable. I'd, I've not seen Billy Jones have a really good game for us, whereas we have seen Van Arnold have very yeah. good games. Yeah. However, both of them seem to have regressed massively from what their be their capability is, and that can't just be their fault. No. There's more to it than that. It's what I was saying about West Ham's fullbacks. It def depends who your manager is, the way they're set up. 
And at the moment, the two central midfielders against Leicester, that statistical thing, something about heat maps, someone told us, basically Catamolan and Villa, or whoever came on for Catamol, were like all over the shop covering because it was just a mess. And it's a bit better than that this weekend, but they created a lot of chances and it was a lot of it was coming out from wide areas and it just can't continue and it, it might mean a reshape of the team, I don't know. We've got some all right looking players there, but collectively it doesn't look right. There was moments in that game on Saturday where it looked very shambolic and then it tied together a little bit nicer in the second half. Like I mean, that Richards chance. He scores that one. Would, I think it's just, relieving. Relieving. Think it's just yeah. pre- relieving pressure, and that we we get into these patterns of play where we can't. You can't underplay confidence. And I think that goes goes to the, the you know the forwards as well. You, you know. can't underplay confidence. Yeah. You, 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 you totally really can't. Not, I'm, as well. I'm not really undermining can't. that as being an issue, but to start at such a low ebb of confidence at the beginning of a season is no, of course it's not. And you need it's you need a concern, you need a win it? to you know? to, to break that momentum up, don't you? At least, like I think, we're honestly, like since it's the end of the window, and should, since we've probably got to finish up soon, it, you yeah. know, to be positive about it, I would say, yeah. Uh, on the negative side, yeah, this, I would, I would agree, the squad is slightly imbalanced. We've got some players in there that we we struggle to accommodate, even we should, we feel obliged to accommodate them because of the amount they're costing and, and their reputations go before them. Just on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the negative on side, more negative, on more on. negative. Even, it on. Even, even though they're not in the team at the moment. I got, allowed myself foolishly to get myself a little bit excited when I saw that teams were, well, one team was in for Bridcut, another one was in for Buckley. Yeah. Imagine if and Buckley just got, got to the Bournemouth, Jim that would White, dream If you hadn't had them Jim White stats, they would have still signed him. <laughs> Jim's let me down badly. Yeah, he has, he has. But on the, on the positive go on, side, we'll go out the positive. We've got some, yeah. we have got, although I've just slaughtered Lens into four, <laughs> in, in some respects, I appreciate that they have quality, you know, we we saw a little bit of quality from Toivon with that obviously in a half. Kabul. I've always been on sort of advocate side where I, I think Kabul I think is a good player. Good. I think and I, he was I very he was very he was good m- at the good. weekend. I yeah. Yeah. I, I, first half, I, I've I had a lot of faith in him from the start. First half when they were putting the balls yeah. in, he was dealing with them all. He it's, was, it he was, was quite as who I've got the issue with yeah. from the word go. I just don't think he's a good footballer. But Kabul's done it. Like there is there is some. Quality in that squad, and Via, and, Kier, and, Via well, and obviously in Via. Yeah. Now and then, you know, yes, people will laugh, but Catamol has quality. He's shown no, he that. Does. Um, he does. You know, you got O'Shea in there who has caused the tractors, but no, like you know, him. over over the years, he's shown he, he's got some quality. So as a, as a, as a sort of spine and, and, and smattering of players of good quality, there are some in there, like you say, Craig. And the Pirates the, back. The organisational thing. Yeah, obviously, yeah, Barini. Yeah, forgot about them. Run about doing forgot, that, about yeah. them. forgot about them. Done the inch, yeah. do, done the action. While obviously, we've we spent so long, on that one spent so long <laughs> talking about Barini when he's not here and <laughs> forgot about him when <laughs> he's actually when, signed. When you think about the smatter and equality in our team, you just you can't help but compare it to what other clubs have done. And that's, that's the thing. main yeah. negative. Is but then the the standards still are there. Yeah. They've they're, all they're all and you, yeah. and you think we signed him Villa, who I think is a really good player. But you look at Leicester signing. I don't know if they actually ended up getting him, but like somebody got an inland inland. Sorry, yeah. they did. Yeah, he's a really good footballer. Well, you look where you, you look. Know, at they've they've they nearly signed. They wanted to depth. sign Jonathan Walters today. West Ham, so West Ham, West Ham, like Moses and stuff like that. These players are all signing. But the thing is, are all signing players. But the thing is with these squads, the teams that you're mentioning, 
don't seem to have the. I mean, they must do, but it, 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 from the outside looking at it, it doesn't seem they've got the same problem of having to get shot of so much dead wood, and mm. that's our major problem is we've added inadequate players on top of inadequate players on top of inadequate players, and it's just. It's getting rid of them before we can actually go out and do something exciting, I think. But on a positive and, note. Yeah. And, uh, and yet, though, the squad is quite small, right? <laughs> Hurry up, because small, I'm, I'm so. not finishing on a negative. I'm finishing no, on a well, positive. And we need to what, more, what more in yeah. Gooch? Just yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. What more? Yeah. Well, really enjoyed watching that. Definitely like to see more and Via. There you go. Toivonen. Right. He just likes his hair. He's jealous. He is so good at letting me down, isn't he? I just know I can see it coming. It's going to be like Rod Preaker all over again. I thought you were going to be positive. Thanks. Well, we're trying to be positive because we'll speak more about our signings and the transfer window and stuff when we come on Thursday. So, speaking of splurt, though, I mean, if you look at the Sunderland squad ratings on Football Manager now, if you do a collective rating of splurtometer for Sunderland, is quite high now. You've got Barini, Toivon, and Ann Larson in there. <laughs> the sex triplets. I mean, look, I mean, we are the most attractive squad in the Premier League now, I would argue. <laughs> don't know. I don't know not really. I'm not one of that Jim's stats. Oh, that's why I'm you have to sit down and look, wouldn't you? Is that a positive? You'd have to sit down and have a look. Maybe it'll attract some more I'm fans I'm just <laughs> to the ground. I'm just hoping the time I get home, Jim's shift's finished so I can put the telly back on. That's what they should do in the fan zone before, is just have like a catwalk <laughs> oh and just have modelling. That's is what we'll be known for. Descending into some bizarre yeah, free it's, jazz. It's, yeah. like. <laughs> the music's going to come on and shut us up in a minute, you know, like the Oscars when somebody goes on too long with the Oscars. <laughs> we are going to get kicked out as well, so we'll have to wrap right, it up. We've got on Thursday, so thanks for listening. Right. Over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.